Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Revealing and unconcealing, what is it that is getting in the way of our potential as human beings? Exploring the power of the body-mind and our current relationship with reality. Together, I want to dive into an inquiry into what is happening in our world today and who we are being and how we are living in it, both individually and as a species. What is it that is keeping us stuck, causing us to repeat the same patterns and cycles? What is getting in the way of our potential and our evolution as a species? I'm Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. I will be sharing the science, research, and many human stories on why we are the way we are and what is required for us to outgrow our current way of being and birth a new possibility for ourselves. Because now is the time to remember and to discover our infinite potential of being human. Welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. This is episode five, and I'm Nikki Clinch. (laughs) If this is the first time that you have come to listen to this podcast, I am your host. We have had some episodes before this that are all extremely useful about uncovering the blind spots that we as human beings have been stuck in that are blocking, directly blocking our ability to not only access, but live and co-create and generate from, from our infinite potential, our power, our power as a species to create and generate reality, the world, the future. Gosh, is there never a more important time than now for this to be the conversation that actually our evolution is absolutely vital right now. Not just changing our actions and changing what we're doing, but shifting fundamentally who we are being, in fact, evolving in who we are being an evolution of the way of being human. That that is the invitation. And so today's episode, I want to talk about a particular topic that of course is, is relevant to everybody. And that is our relationship with emotion, our relationship with the human experience. And I think, I don't think I've ever met anybody that doesn't struggle with this one And I want to dive into why. Why is it that we as human beings struggle so much with being present to the experience of life that moves through us? Why is it that we struggle so much with it and therefore it has so much power over us? Emotions are kind of a big piece of human suffering. Our current relationship with emotions is a big piece to our human suffering. We are either able to really be present with them and to be with them, which gives us a sense of peace and presence in the now, or we're in a state of resistance and management and control of them, which gives us suffering and struggle and disconnection. And it takes us further and further away from the aliveness and the thriving and the life that we are 
essentially looking for, or let's say the freedom that we are looking for. So let's dive into this topic, emotions and our relationship with the human experience. Firstly, let's distinguish what what emotions are, or let's say, yeah, let's distinguish what emotions are. Emotions are experience, experience in the body. They are made up of energy, texture. They flow through the body energetically and texturally in the present moment. But we don't live in the experience of life. We live in the stories and the meaning that we make about the experience of life. And then we're, we're looking for the life from the story and the meaning that we're making about the experience of life, and we can't find it. So we are kind of constantly in a state of resistance to what is. So we have a very distorted relationship with emotions and experience. Currently, you know, I I think it is getting better now, actually. There's definitely some evolution taking place, well, massively, in fact. But, you know, for a long time, we had a very distorted and confused and almost toxic relationship with the human experience. We had to be happy and feel good. And anything else, there must be something wrong. Let me say that again, because it's liberating for me to say it. We have to be happy and good and anything else, there must be something wrong or anything else is bad. Nowadays, it's like happy and good is the highest vibration and anything else is low vibration, which basically is is a more spiritual way of saying it's not good. So there seems to be this very distorted relationship that we have based on kind of resistance and avoiding or judgment based on stories about the human experience. And so we live in those stories about the human experience. And whilst we're living in those stories about the human experience, we're not able to be present with the human experience. Experience can only happen in the present moment of now. Let me say that again. Experience can only happen in the present moment of now. The moment that we have had the experience, it becomes memory. Now is the only place that aliveness exists. The moment that now is no longer now, whatever we were experiencing in that now is now a memory. And then we live in the memory as if it is now. And we get caught up in memories of experiences. Every relationship that we get into, we bring the memories of experiences with us that activate a replay of the experience, but it's a memory. 
It's not the present moment of now. The only place that we can actually be with experience is now. And so if we are resisting what is in the now, we are resisting being in the now. We are resisting being in the present. And so we get pulled into time. We get pulled into time, past, or trying to get to the future. And time only exists in the mind. Time only exists in the mind, in the story. And so the moment we are resisting now, we are back in story. In fact, the very definition of a pattern or a problem is when something is and we say it shouldn't be. We are in a state of resistance to what is. And so we fundamentally as a species are not living in the experience of life. Living, actual living, means to be present with the experience of life in the now. That's living. Aliveness is only available in the now. Creativity and creation is only available in the now. Anything other than now is a memory, and we're using that memory to either repeat something or recognize something. And that is not now. That's not aliveness. That's repeating. That's mechanical. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I am creating the distinction. And so the moment that we are resisting now, we are in time. We've been pulled in time and time only exists in the mind. And the only thing in the mind is the past. It's a memory bank. So as long as we are resisting now and what is, we are back in the past of the memory bank of our mind leading and running our life. We don't live in the presence of the experience of life. We live in the story and the meaning that we make about the life. Sadness moves through your body and how quickly are there stories and projections of your mind attaching to it? Oh, why am I feeling that? That's not good. There's something wrong with me. What did I miss? Did something bad happen? Oh no, I need to change this. Oh, there must. Oh no, no, I'm back here again. Oh, the, I, I, I can't be doing this. I'm such a failure. I'm such a weakness. Can you hear how much noise is being attached to this experience that moves through the body? And then we we literally get lost in all that story and meaning about the experience rather than actually the aliveness of the experience. Anger, shame, joy, beauty. In fact, joy is the gift that comes when we're no longer resisting what is. We as human beings seem to have a real struggle to be with the human experience in the now. 
And therefore, we are not in now. We are either in the past or the future. And really, the future is just a, an improvement of the past or a projection of the past. It's in the mind, which is the only place that time exists. I'm going to do a whole nother episode on time. So living is being in the presence of the experience of life in the now. You're being led by now. You're creating in now. You're making decisions by listening from now. That's living. Survival is doing, is, is being in the story and the meaning that we make about the experience of life. I got to get here. I got to be there. I got to look like this. I got to be that. I should be this. I shouldn't be that. Oh no, I should be happy. I've got to do this to get away from this, to be able to get over here. That's not living. That's surviving. We're quite literally always trying to do something about the actual life that's present here and now. And we're missing the life, which is kind of like going to a restaurant and looking at this beautiful menu full of amazing, abundant dishes, and then eating the menu and wondering why you don't feel really deeply, fully satisfied. <laughs> We're missing the life by trying to do something about the life all the time. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with action. Action is important. Action is very important, but what's leading and driving the action? Is it reactive? Is it compulsive? Or is it from the action being led from conscious choice? Is it survival leading the action? Or is it real conscious choice? And so what even is emotion? It's experience. If you close your eyes right now and you call up the very experience that you really don't want to feel, whether it's shame or sadness or anger or or rage, or fear. Do Let's do this together. Close your eyes and, and literally let it come up in your body. It's probably already there just under the surface. So let it come up in the body. It's not at all comfortable. But just start to notice what texture is it? What, where does it sit in the body? What is the quality of it? Is it hot? Is it cold? What is the actual emotion? Notice how the mind wants to attach all this noise to it, a story to it. Oh no, this means that I am like this and nobody loves me and or I'm never going to be seen. Watch the mind. Notice the mind attaching all the noise and just, just be present to the experience. And instead of trying to fix it or change it or do anything about it, what about just being with it without collapsing into it and letting it completely drown you, which would require a, a commitment and a responsibility to not get lost in it, but also without pulling away and resisting. What happens as it moves through your body? without allowing the mind or getting caught up in the mind noise. You know, sadness 
has an extraordinary quality to it. When you can really allow yourself to be with sadness in your body, it kind of deepens your ability to be experience intimacy with life. There's a kind of a beauty in sadness because it it opens the heart. Anger. Oof, anger is a powerful energy, a powerful force. It has fire and heat. Anger, if you can really be with the experience of anger, it allows you to take action and create real change. But you have to be responsible for the experience that's moving through you. Grief, not easy. Oof, grief is really painful to be with. But if you really, really surrender to it without getting lost in it, grief is transformational. It, it allows you to let go and release what you have been carrying that is no longer yours. And it opens up a new space. These are all amazingly essential, alive pieces of the human experience. When you allow yourself to be with sadness, you can be more intimate with another human being. When you allow yourself to be with grief, you can be more present with another human being. When you allow yourself to be with your own rage and anger, you can allow the space for someone else's. When we can be with our own experience, it opens up a deeper level of compassion and understanding of each other because we are all the same. But it's the stories, it's the mental projections onto the experience that takes us away from the aliveness of it. You know that excitement and fear are exactly the same experience in the body the only thing that distinguishes excitement from fear is what the mind attaches to it. I could be experiencing excitement right now and you could be experiencing fear and textually it will be almost identical. And the only thing that distinguishes whether we feel it as fear or whether we feel it as excitement is what story the mind will attach to it which is why some people love jumping out of a plane and some people hate it. Or some people put, people will look at a certain number in the bank account and get excited while someone else will look at it and get terrified. It's not the experience that is the problem. It's the story and the meaning that our mind is attaching to it. And we're getting lost in the story and the meaning. One other thing about the human experience, which I think is a real eye-opener for us as a collective, as a species, is that fundamentally the experience that moves through our body is ours and ours alone. Meaning we are responsible for our own experience. Oof, and that is a tough one because blaming is a huge piece about how we're being on the planet right now. When anger moves through me, when my husband speaks in a certain tone. The anger is mine. It was already there. He can't put an experience inside me. He can only trigger or activate what was already there. But what moves through me is my experience, which means I am responsible for it. Not you. 
Can you even imagine if we were willing to be that responsible for our own experience? The way you look at me has brought up my rage, but it is mine. Rather than, you make me feel so angry. Now, if you've listened to the episodes before this, you'll have a real seeing of the vicious circle and the body-mind story and how the past is fundamentally running the show or can be running the show. When we can begin to be responsible for our own experience, that is the beginning of a massive growth spurt in our evolution. The sadness that I feel is mine I take ownership of what moves through me. Full responsibility. What you said triggered it. But what moves through me is mine. And and whatever moves through me from your whatever you said that triggered it was already there because we no one can put an experience inside of you it can only activate what is always already there so two really important pieces becoming conscious and present to how much we resist the experience that moves through us in the present because at the end of the day can something ever not be what it already is When something is, can it ever not be what it is? No. But we try and and we will try to control it and manage it and change it. And then we're no longer in what is. Then we're just lost in the mind. And that's survival. So, invitation. Spend a day being really committed and present to being with the experience that's there for you. You can, you know, still go to work and get on the bus and go on the tube and do whatever it is that you need to do, but start bringing your awareness and consciousness to what is actually moving through you. What's present today? Take five minutes to close your eyes and go, whoa, I have a lot of anger moving through me today. What is the texture of it? Where does it sit in my body? What even happens if I don't try to fix it or change it or run away from it? Ooh, can I really be with it? Wow, look at how much noise my mind is wanting to attach to it, to control it and manage it. Wow, how interesting. And notice how much power can become available to you if you're ready and willing to be 100% responsible for what moves through you. Do it for a day. Do it for one day. That the only thing that moves through you is your responsibility. It's no one else's to blame. Do it for one day and see how much more power that gives you. When we can be in full ownership of being the source of our own experience, we become more powerful. We are no longer beholden to other people's behaviors or thoughts or actions. They may still trigger us, but we are taking ownership of our space and what moves through us. That is a level of maturity, of power 
consciousness that allows us to stand in a deeper state of presence. And that's power. So, I hope that you found this episode useful. If you did, please do share it with your friends or your family or people that you may think will need this right now. And if you are loving this podcast, please do go to Apple and and leave us a review and leave us a star rating. It's absolutely the most generous thing you can do for us to allow this podcast to spread far and wide. If you have any aha moments, anything you want to share with us, any questions that you want to ask, you can write comments underneath the video or you can write to us by email support at nikkiclinch.com. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Nikki Clinch, and this is the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast with Nikki Clinch. That's me, your host. If you are interested in understanding in a much more deeper way why we are the way we are as human beings, why your life unfolds the way it does, and how to access this extraordinary power and potential that is already there within you, within all of us actually, that you are curious and interested in how to access it, how to embody it, and how to start living it. And whilst discovering all these things about us as human beings and our infinite potential of being human, hopefully answering some unanswered questions as to what is happening in our world today. If this is what is calling you, then please do download our free three-day masterclass, Breaking the Cycle of Repeating Patterns in Your Life, Relationships and Business. Or you can head to our website, www.nikkiclinch.com and enjoy yourself with all the information, checking out the courses and the workshops and our offerings on there. Thank you so much for listening. 